Are you making the same mistakes I did? Putting a ton of time in for no results. But we hear you, but we're the help. You don't have to do this by yourself. You just gotta tune in and neck the blueprint. Let Dr. Todd show you how to do it. Don't got no time to waste, let's go. This is neck the blueprint, let's start the show. Oh. Hello and welcome back to yet another edition of the Nectar Blueprint. I'm super excited to talk about this topic today. I was thinking of this statement. You kind of ask yourself this question. Um, you find out where you're passionate about. Um, when you can talk about a topic just basically nonstop for an hour, <laughs> and I find myself coming on these uh, uh, these podcasts um, and I'm being able to do that. Uh, I do script a lot. I have topics and ideas that I want to communicate, uh, but I, I do fully come back to this, this point that um, I can talk about a topic, um, uh, health-related topic, ag nauseum. And it's a lot of because I've just been through it, I've studied it, I've uh, looked at angles, and I keep up to date on research, um, and it's just something that I, I feed on. And so I enjoy this, is the point. And today's topic is, is, is definitely uh, not an exception to that, um, but it's something that I, I, I probably haven't addressed enough. Oftentimes, um, on the Nectar Blueprint, we're providing solutions, uh, end-of-the-road kind of concepts to be able to allow people to jump in and fix um, some deeper-rooted problems. And this happens a lot in medicine, if you will, where medicine is just caught up in trying to manage sickness and disease, that often uh, they don't get to that point of diving into finding out root problems and looking at why these problems are there. So classically trained, if you will, as a natural healthcare provider, um, which I know is a very dangerous terminology nowadays, just um, kind of my, my, some of my, <laughs> my readings and, and seeing other people popping up as natural health practitioners, <laughs> which um, it can be a weekend course or, um, somebody that's studying. I have nothing wrong with that, but as our medical physician who is, you know, darn near 40 years trained, um, uh, 40 years in the, in the field, he says, you know, they're just going to miss a bunch. And it's not necessarily long. And he was talking about uh, down into nurse practitioners and PAs as being primary, uh, primary care now. Um, he's, uh, and not being derogatory. And I'm not being derogatory at all on a, a natural health practitioner. Uh, somebody practicing natural health. <laughs> um, it's just the concept that you don't know what you don't know. And I lay that foundation only to dive into this topic of cellular toxicity today because this is a culmination of 25 years of me watching trends, seeing the issues that people present in my office, and attempting to find solutions to be able to unwind a lot of these things uh, for people so that they can actually not get sick, not run into a disease state, and enjoy a, a vibrant, full life. And um, is it a challenge? Yes, hands down. Because even if we have the best of the best, and even if we could be able to unwind a lot of these things, which, which we often do, I run into mindsets that go with it 
so we're trying to get people to shift their beliefs on a lot of things, kind of pinned as almost conspiracy sometimes. And then even more challenging, we have to cross the money threshold, which is oftentimes our services um, are not something that insurance companies are going to cover. Um, not like they cover a whole lot anyways nowadays, um, but there's this, this concept we got to overcome financial challenges and mindset um, beliefs to be able to get to a point of understanding why a body got into the position that it's at. Okay, so with that foundation, we begin to talk here a little bit about cellular toxicity. And it is probably one of the most uh, scary if we look at it from a standpoint of, of what we're doing to people, doing to ourselves, doing to our kids, um, as far as the cleanliness of what's out of there. So when we think of toxicity, we think of like mm, somebody that maybe poisoned themselves. Um, you know, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol. Um, it could be food sources, it could be chemistry in their environment, but often, oftentimes it's just like, it's reserved for that kind of rare condition that somebody's around chemicals at work, that type of concept. And we just don't see it in our society yet as something that we're, we're doing on a daily basis, which is poisoning ourselves. And yet the byproduct of this cellular toxicity has a long, 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 long list of metabolic dysfunction, um, hormonal dysfunction, and then ultimately the breakdown of our gene code, which triggers the body into the genetic tendency for whatever disease state mom and dad may have passed away from. So in those clues, we look at, okay, you know, I look at my family history, and I could relate it to, you know, cardiovascular disease would be something that, that's there and cancers. So I look on my mom's side, I look at my dad's side, and, and, and those are there. Now, um, we could say that's genetic tendency, but it was also a lot of it was self-induced. Uh, my grandfather, um, I, didn't, I didn't know him without a, a cigarette or evening cocktail. Was what it was. All right, I, I love the smell of bourbon because it just reminds me of my grandfather. Marlboros and bourbon. That was, um, um, that was an old spice. <laughs> that, was the, uh, that was the smells of my grandfather. And I love my grandfather. You know, grandfathers get to be grandfathers. They don't have to be fathers, right? So they get to spoil grandkids. And um, it, it was just a, a love that my brother and I had for him. Um, um, no more than my than my um my dad and my mom but it was just it just that different type of scenario and a lot of people didn't have uh good grandparents or maybe even i uh, never got to know their grandparents but in his toxicity he caused all sorts of heart damage and and um uh had to have uh, a quint bypass um way back in the day like 80s maybe it was if i remember right and that's what the toxicity executed on him but there was never a conversation after his quint bypass of the toxicity, although he knew and did immediately change his lifestyle. Because it's like, look, in order for you to live, 
you you got to stop this type of stuff. So we knew smoking was bad. We knew um, excessive drinking can be bad, excessive alcohol, those types of things. So um, immediately just like cold turkey on everything, not wild turkey, but cold turkey. <laughs> so um, it, it, it was done. And um, he lived uh, quite a bit longer in his life. And uh, um, that was because some of the, uh, the, the changes that he made. But every day we have to look at the toxicity that we're bringing into our environment. And I want to cover different angles and different um, arenas um, to be able to expose you to this. And then we're going to get a little conspiracy on, on a couple, couple concepts um, and from good sources. I have a book um, from Russell Blaylock, and this is where we'll end in conspiracy, if you will. And I love conspiracies. Everybody knows that to, uh, nowadays conspiracies are just uh, actually the truths because it just they're just ahead of their time and then they eventually are proven correct so they're resisted they're they're put out as uh, as cultish and dogma and no way could it be and then it's what it is and so we'll we'll talk about one specific and I want to read you through through some of this as well and get your feedback on it okay are you a natural healthcare provider that is tired of trading time for money a chiropractor naturopath homeopathic doctor even a medical doctor that's tired of the mainstream healthcare system and desire a blueprint to integrate the latest and greatest in science and natural approaches to clinical outcomes, things like advanced nutritional protocols, IV therapies, IV nutritional therapies, like major autohemotherapy and ultraviolet blood irradiation, things like regenerative joint medicine, medical weight loss, or even stem cell therapies, then I have a blueprint for you. If you're a patient that's suffering with chronic disease, a degenerative joint, or a stuck metabolism that can't lose weight, then we have a protocol for you. Drop me a DM now for a one-on-one conversation to how we're helping doctors and patients be able to get the outcomes they desire, to transform their lives, to transform their bodies, to optimize their health, with a blueprint today. But um, we have to come back down to our um, uh, a, a couple of things in our environment that we do on a daily basis. So what do we do on a daily basis? We, we are consuming foods. It's uh, um, very rare that somebody goes, you know, unless they're doing a, um, a fast, um, that they go a day without food. And they, we know that we can't live, but maybe two, was it 72 hours, three, three days without water? So those are, those are two things that we do on a daily basis. And I, I will just dive in on this. If you are not checking what the contents of those two things are on a regular basis, you're exposed to chemistry and eventually cellular toxicity. So go off the path. Again, cellular toxicity is the root cause of metabolic issues, hormonal issues, and leads to uh, pretty much every chronic disease state. Okay, so we come back and this is not trying to fix the disease state like I'm often doing with helping people rebuild with nutrients, IV nutrients and oxygen to get their bodies back on track. We're using peptides now um, to shift metabolic issues. And, and those are the end product of this. But if we don't clean up the garage, okay, we don't clean up the house, then that environment starts to take over again. And this is where medicine continues to fail and fail and fail and fail. And even natural healthcare continues to potentially fail because we're not educating and coming back to the sources of what, what the cause initially is. Okay, so we come back to food and water, all right, and then we'll talk about a little bit of the environment. 
Okay, so every, my kids know how to read um, labels. Oftentimes they don't want to because it's like, oh, this is really good. This tastes good. And that's a, that's a funny concept. Okay, that's a funny concept because I've gotten to a point in my life, I'm like, hmm. I go to a restaurant, I'm like, hmm. Okay, there's certain things I just won't eat anymore. Okay, I've just, I've drawn a line in the sand. I, I, I love my body too much and I want to be around for decades more to come to enjoy grandkids and, and not be in pain and be punished for the rest of my life or spend my, my life spending all my money on, you know, ways to try to dig out of the pit that I put myself in on a daily basis. So we come back and, and, and if you're that personality and you, you are likely, if you're listening to this podcast in that realm, that you understand you are what you eat and you are what you drink and you are the byproduct of the environment that you surround yourself with, okay? So, but I, I, pick on, um, I pick on specifically a lot of times like Doritos, okay? Now, people know Doritos aren't good for you and, and inherently it's like, well, that's not the best choice. But when we look at the chemistry in a Dorito, um, it is like the thing that caused massive, massive chaos in your body. And so we go down, and I don't have a bag of Doritos here, so if you're, um, you're not watching me on YouTube um, and, and our live broadcast on that, um, then um, you would see that I don't have a bag of Doritos. <laughs> but if you're, um, um, you're uh, listening um, just on the podcast, um, I don't have a bag of Doritos. But I, I've read it so many times, and I remember Dan Murphy, he's a, um, a chiropractor. He was our, um, one of our uh, favorite teachers in our undergrad, our, I'm sorry, in our doctorate work. And um, that was his, he was like, the worst food that you could ever eat was a Dorito. But we would go through the ingredients on it. So I just remember this, and it hasn't changed in 25 years, uh, potentially even gotten worse. But it, it's, it's like, the, uh, the fats, the saturated, um, excuse me, the hydrogenated fats, and then the, the pure chemistry that they put in that um, is, is just horrendous. Not only to mention that they are using corn, that's uh, GMO corn, so genetically modified corn that is usually laced with pesticides and chemicals. So they're making their base product out of something that is, is chemistry and just chaos for your body, and then lacing it with all these stimulants to make it taste good. And that's how I got exposed to uh, Dr. Blaylock in um, his initial book, which was excitotoxins, the taste that kills. And so if you're not exposed to excitotoxins, I'm going to briefly go through it. Um, Excitotoxins uh, do lead to cellular toxicity um, and they are stimulants that are derived from Agent Orange. Agent Orange was basically um, a nerve gas that we used in um, predominantly uh, bits and pieces, I believe, of World War II, but predominantly through the Korean War and into uh, big time in Vietnam. And I, I work with veterans all the time. And it's one of the questions I've, I've come to ask is, um, were you exposed? And the majority of them were like, yeah. And they even have it in their file. They say in the VA and um, Agent Orange exposure. Okay. And that leads to all sorts of issues like neuropathy and a variety of different conditions in the body. Okay. So we know that exposure is there. But what does that have to do with Doritos? Well, when Agent Orange was actually stabilized, the gas form was stabilized, uh, it came back into a salt form. So they, they stabilized it in a, um, uh, in a, um, a mineral, so to speak. 
and uh, it became known as monosodium glutamate. Glutamate is um, a natural neurotransmitter in our body. Um, so uh, it, 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 is, it is there, but in, the, um, in these, this monosodium glutamate, the salt form of this, they found that they could actually stimulate so putting more of this neurotransmitter in your body stimulate you to be like, whoa, that was an experience. And that's literally what you do when you, I mean, if you eat Doritos all the time, you don't realize like, holy moly, that's just crazy. Um, but if you haven't eaten Doritos like myself and uh, I don't know, maybe 40 years, <laughs> something like that. It's just not part of my, my world. Um, uh, and you were to eat one, you'd be like, whoa, it's almost like, Geez, that's just too much, the taste of it. And, and so what they do is put all these chemicals to be able to satisfy the taste. Now, that's just not just Doritos. I mean, we can go to Cheetos. We can go to every processed food. Uses this formula to be able to what? Make it taste good. And because if it tastes good, the more you will buy. I need more Doritos. And it stimulates our nervous system into this frenzy of like, I want more. I want more. And when they've done studies on monosodium glutamate, MSG, for um, uh, like in rat studies, they would find that the rats would come back and push the button more. I want more. I want more. I want more until they would literally kill themselves. Now, we're doing the same as our society. It's just a slower death because they're putting less, obviously, a higher amount to the rat. They just, what was the threshold? Where, where would this rat go? And we come back and, and, and we're doing a lesser extent, but it's, a, it's kind of a slow death for us. Because it is creating the cellular toxicity that I keep talking about. Okay, this is the inability of our cells to be able to get nutrients to where they need to go and get the body detoxified. That's what our red blood cells do, for instance. Okay, but be, when that cell becomes more toxic because of the toxic environment that we create, it's not able to do its job. The pH of our blood changes, the acidity of our blood um, goes to levels and inflammation goes through the roof. And so the body is mostly fighting this pH and um, uh, inflammatory process in the body and is really not worried about trying to get nutrients and oxygen to, to areas and, and help the body detox. It's just like almost in, in 911 mode. Okay, so I pick on Doritos, but pretty much every processed food has this. If you look on ingredients lists, none of it is really food. It's just a compound of stimulants and stripped down maybe carbohydrates and occasionally a bit of protein in there, which is, again, stripped down nasty kind of proteins derived from um, horrendous sources. For instance, like soy. Okay, soy is very cheap. It's cheap to grow. It's cheap to harvest. And it's a cheap protein source. All right, if you don't believe me on this, um, I was reading an article on how the Japanese culture, um, the women used to know that they could feed their men a high amounts of soy in their diet to keep them from being promiscuous because it kills testosterone, okay? I've talked about this before. We're an estrogenic state can cause all sorts of abnormal development on young boys, dysmenorrhea, difficult menstrual cycles in girls, estrogen dominance is all over the place because of this chemistry that we're putting in our bodies. 
You know, the perfect storm is that we put a, a young girl on birth control, maybe to help her with her acne, which is synthetic estrogen. And she eats a diet full of processed foods and these chemicals, which she's getting more estrogen, becomes very estrogen, estrogen dominant. And the byproduct of that is trying to treat then all her symptoms with medications. Wrong direction. Do you see, do you see this concept? The body's becoming toxic with estrogen and not functioning and starts to have all sorts of metabolic hormonal, neurological, cardiovascular issues, okay? So I'm just giving you some examples. Now, we can jump into the estrogen chain, and I did this for somebody the other day because we were working through a family of headaches and family of uh, young girls that are, um, you know, having some difficulties there. I said, well, what are we putting on our body? Because we covered now, and mom beautifully makes these changes that, like, we're, we're getting all this shit out of our our, our our uh, cupboard, our pantry, and I'm just not, I'm not buying anymore. I'm like, cool. Now what are you putting on your body? So we cover what's being put in our bodies. And I kind of I breeze over that, but you're getting the concept. What we eat and what we drink are extremely important and need to be as clean as possible in order to not be cellular toxic, okay? And then what we put on our bodies. So I sent her a list of xenoestrogens. If you're, um, uh, I, I got to get to a point where I just provide these links um, and I can't, I can do that eventually. It's just a time factor, but um, just Google it. You can use ChatGPT and type in xenoestrogens. List me sources of xenoestrogens, X-E-N-O, estrogen, E-S-T-R-O-G-E-N, xenoestrogen. Sounds like a Z, but it's an X. It's like Xavier. Right, it's spelled with an X. All right, so xenoestrogens, and we dive through these xenoestrogens, and you get a list of these xenoestrogens. You're going to find them in what? Hair care products, soaps, makeups, creams. I mean, the list goes on. Anything and everything that you put on your body has the potential of having xenoestrogens in it. There's a new one that I'm sending your list. I'm like, gosh, even nail polish. Now, could I make the case that that nail polish? It has a xenoestrogen that's going to filter through the nail itself and get into the bloodstream. Well, the nail bed is, is highly vascularized. It's highly vascularized, which means that it's going to be sensitive to anything that it touches, so much so that it goes into the bloodstream and cause that effect. Okay, how often do we put nail polish on? So we got to look at these things. But on the flip side, you can make better decisions on this stuff. Yeah, it does cost some more money to make sure that you're xenoestrogen-free in your family. But why wouldn't you? So again, if the premise is that this stuff is causing cellular toxicity, that will eventually rob your energy, affect your immune system, shift your metabolism, shift your hormones, and cause eventually a, a, a sickness and disease state to settle in, then we have to go back and, 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 and look at these, these things. Okay? So... What we put in our bodies and what we put on our bodies, extremely important because we do it daily, right? Okay, my kids have never had fluoride. Dennis might be so, well, that's stupid. I'm like, no, it's not. If you look at it, if you look at it, okay, it just does not make any sense. Okay, fluoride's got all sorts of chemistry and can cause all sorts of issues. So I'm going to opt out of that. All right? Do we do other things for our kids? Yeah, we encourage them like to brush their teeth and keep them clean. Not all the time, but then we keep their gut healthy. 
try to keep their gut as healthy as possible, right? Because that is a reflection of all the tissues, including the gums that feed the teeth. So there's different angles that we can look at there. So this does come back to a lot of my exposure was through this Russell Blaylock. And Russell Blaylock um, wrote the book, Hearing uh, Excitotoxins, The Taste That Kills. And then he wrote another book. I'm looking over, see if I can grab it off my shelf here. Um, that book travels on me quite a bit. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. It travels on me. People grab it and it disappears. And then I buy another one. Um, and I always have one, one hidden because he's got some great solutions in there to limit toxicity and even change. He even goes in back to, it was written in the day about like, what if you got exposed to anthrax? Like a supplement routine to a beautiful, beautiful written book by a neurosurgeon that used to do doses of nutrients in his IVs for stroke victims until the hospital basically let him go because he was getting um, these patients out of their hospital beds too soon. So the hospital wasn't making any money and they, they'd let him go. They said, hey, we got to make money. You're getting your patients too well, too quick. Stop it. Okay, and so he goes down this path. And I'm going to end with this because this is beautiful. Uh, Dr. Blaylock answered uh, an email um, not too long ago. And I asked him coming on the podcast, and this is why I'm going through it. So I, I think his, his information needs to be exposed because um, uh, he's a brilliant mind. But he says, Todd, I'm too old. I don't want to go on a video. I said, that's right. I go, I go, uh, that's not, I mean, it's all right, I guess. I don't know. We got to embrace our age, right? The wrinkles. I sometimes look at that. I'm like, what is that thing going on there? All right. The Botox people say you got a crow's foot, right? In the corner of my eye. I'm like, well, I flipping earned it. How about that? All right. But anyways, uh, Russell, Dr. Blaylock um, was like, I'll give you the data. You want to ask me some questions and I'll, I'll answer them. I'm like, seriously. And you imagine like when you're, I mean, he, he was like just kind of my hero as far as, as natural health goes coming from a neurosurgeon. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> so I got on and wrote like 20 questions. I want to go through some of it. All right. Because it, it relates to our toxicity and toxicity levels. Some of the stuff I was like, eh, conspiracy, but he's got the listings to it there. So I'm going to bring that up in a little bit. Okay. But again, laying this foundation of what we take in what we eat and drink on a daily basis inside and what we put on our bodies. Now, we also have to expose ourselves to our environment, all right? And what does that environment look like, all right? So then we go down the pathway of like, what are you cleaning stuff with? What clothes are you putting on your body and what does that look like? We were so like granola when our kids were growing up and we get this a lot, your kids are super healthy. I'm like, yeah, they go through bouts. Or they're like, man, your kids are just super healthy. You guys must be like kind of nutty. Like, yeah, we were nutty. Okay, there was no polyester when they were kids. All right, we home birthed because I didn't want vaccines and a vaccine insult that was chemistry, like mercury and stuff like that, that toxicity. I made that decision with my wife. Marin's just a trooper. We birthed all our kids at home just because I didn't want them exposed to a medical environment that could potentially lead to excessive testing. So there was, there was things that we protected, but um, they wore wool. So my kids are like, hot <laughs> wool has evolved nowadays into like the, like the fine merino wool but like all their stuff all right my poor family that would like try to buy gifts for the kids were like no we're not going to use that here give it away there's polyester it could catch on i don't want a kid catching on fire inside or outside so we're, we're going to pass that on 
It wasn't perfect, but we we did a damn good job of it, of making sure that they were uh, everything that they put on their body was clean. Everything that they put on in their body, of course, breast milk until they wouldn't drink the breast milk anymore, which is like the nectar. But everything that we put on their body, they didn't sit in, you know, um, what's the, the purple dinosaur? I had this conversation with a patient the other day as a Barney back in the day. But the conversation was like, kids is like going through allergies, having these issues. I'm like, what are we putting on the body? She goes, well, we're pretty clean. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, the only thing we've changed is like, he loves this purple um, bubble bath that he wants to do every day. Now, what is it? If it's purple, it's probably not good. And she goes, yeah, it's like, I don't, I, well, maybe it would say it was Barney. It was, I don't know what cartoons are out there these days or, you know, shows and stuff like that. It's not even a cartoon, but it's a, um, but it, it was like something that he liked. So you say it was Barney. Okay. The a blue, a purple dinosaur. And so that was like, the little kid was like, ah, oh, I get to do my bubble bath. Well, we're putting chemistry every day. I was like, can we make a shift on that? All right, and we sought out all sorts of stuff. I can't remember it in the day. Um, uh, there are some, there's so many great companies out there that are paraben-free and chemical-free and dye-free as far as, as what um, um, kids, uh, shampoos and soaps and stuff like that. All right, but what, what are you? What are you washing yourself with on a daily basis? Okay, women, what, what's your makeup look like? Is it free of that chemistry? Or are, you, are you putting that chemistry on the largest organ in your body, your skin? What kind of lotions do you do? My wife's just got us dialed in. We get this really, really good lotion. Um, and then she puts methylene blue in it. So I get this blue lotion that I put on myself on a daily basis. I've got good serums. You know, so anything that I'm using to moisturize my skin is, is it's literally uh, beautiful. And then we actually get them where we put some peptides in it, like the copper peptide. Right? It hasn't helped my hair grow yet. But I'm looking at these things from a standpoint of like, if I'm going to put it in me, or on me, I damn well better know what it is. Okay, so we make those moves. We make these decisions. If your kid's in a chemical bubble bath every flipping day, do you think that's healthy? And then you wonder why Johnny's suffering with rhinitis, the runny nose, and allergies every season, or he's sick all the time, and we go down this pathway. And then it's like, Doc, why your kids are like super healthy. Like, look, they make bad choices. And as a natural healthcare provider, I'm like, there's times I'm like, you guys are killing me. You're killing me. Like, we don't eat that stuff. I know. Okay, but if we're making 99% of the time we're making good choices, or I got a foundation that uh, anything in our house is not going to be like processed foods and chemicals and all that type of stuff. They don't have that as a choice. Yeah, I can't control them when they're out. They go with some friends and have a snack or that might not add to their health, might even take away from their health. Okay, we're going we're gonna to work with it. Okay, I'm going to work with it. Because I know as a kid, I grew up, God bless my mom. I mean, she, she just went to the, I mean, she was like granola before granola was cool. And I'm not talking about like the food granola, because that's not good for you to eat it. I know, oats. But I mean, she ground her own wheat to make her own breads. That like my idea of like, we, cereal just didn't exist in our household. But I know, like, my brother and I, any chance that we had, we're staying at a friend's house, we're like, what is an Applejack? What is a Fruit Loop? Well, that's good. 
That is good. It's absolutely incredible. Can I have another bowl of that? My grandparents, and go full circle there, too, I, I remember there was something called Mocha Mix, which was like, um, God, what? It, I mean, it's just like, it was like a cream, like you'd uh, like a mixing cream almost that we'd use instead of milk and putting that over Apple Jacks. We'd go down to my grandparents' place in Pasadena, and we'd go to the grocery store, and Grandma would let us pick out any cereal we wanted. We're like, right on, here we go. All right, so when we were restricted so much, we got to, you know, when we got exposed to it, we were like, let's be sneaky about this stuff. <laughs> uh, Joey, my brother-in-law, um, unfortunately, ex-brother-in-law now, he's just, just a good soul. I just remember his dad was a naturopath, uh, homeopath, excuse me, still, um, still is, I think, still working. Um, kind of lost touch of the years. But I remember Joey t- talking about all the time that they would sneak out to McDonald's. And again, so I feel Bill's pain trying to do everything right for his kids. And then there was like, you had a happy meal. <laughs> Did you have French fries and a cheeseburger from this place? It's phenomenal. Okay. But they, they're playing on our, our dopamine and GABA in our brain rather than the nutrients to feed the body. Okay. And I can go down the path and talking about, you know, just specifically that burger and how it's chock full of omega-6 fatty acids. All right. We got a, a potentially, um, chock full of steroids and hormones in the beef. But regardless, we take that, that burger and it's chock full of steroids and chemicals and pesticides and, and herbicides and antibiotics. And then they feed it grain. So it's chock full of omega-6, which is very inflammatory. And then we put a slice of what you could call it cheese. Okay. And that cheese is mostly sugar with a little bit of processed chemicals to make it look like whatever it is. Put two sugary pickles and sugary mustard and sugary ketchup in a sugar-based bun. Then we got potatoes. Again, how are they grown? Where are they from? Deep fried in seed oils. They're super inflammatory. Come in as chemistry. And then we dose them with Usually used to be monosodium glutamate, okay, MSG to taste good like a salt form, right? So you can see the, the concept, and then we're going to wash that down with Coca-Cola, which needs no introduction. It is what it is. Okay, so here's, here's that whole pathway. So we get the foundation that the foods that we eat, the things that we put on our body are going to either add to our toxic levels or not. So what we put in our bodies, what we put on our bodies, and then the environment that we surround ourselves with. So go back into, there's a, a, a ton of cleaning agents that can introduce toxicity. And moms in general, moms in general, um, are, are the cleaning masters. It's just in your nature. I used to fight that, but like um, you get me cleaning and I'm like way too specific. I'm like, I'm going to buy this machine and it, it, uh, it's going to go down to Home Depot and get this scrubber thing that scrubs the tile and cleans out the grout and Next thing you know, I'm like, I got like a quarter of the, you know, tile done and it took me a half a day. <laughs> That's how men clean. Okay. But women just get it done. You guys are just amazing at that. And you get it done. But what kind of chemistry are you introducing to floors, to cabinets? What kind of uh, laundry detergent are you using? Okay. Washing the kids' clothes and then those kids are putting it on their genitals and their, and their bodies. Literally, 
pull my underwear on. What was I got chemistry in that, potentially. And then I put it close to my reproductive organs. Okay, that's not good. Or if it's all natural detergent, then we're okay. Okay, so it's a whole different angle. Are we getting this concept? We're getting this concept. So our environment is very important, all right? And I I live in a mining town and we could go down that whole path of like the chemistry that's involved in the workplace, but it's everywhere. You can't pick on a mine. I mean, we got people that are hardworking welders. Had a conversation with a guy the other day. We're like, we need an MRI of his low back. He's like, oh, I go, what? He's like, I welded for like 15 years and he's like, x-ray show, I'm just riddled with metal. Okay, which anybody knows in a magnet, magnets a, like an MRI is a giant magnet. So you can't have metal anywhere because it'll attract to that. So we end up with issues with that. But that chemistry, okay, all the compounds that we use for welding, uh, mechanics and oil and, and uh, greases and the body's just absorbing all these types of things. Talked to a kid, we were working through some, some again, major inflammatories, cell toxicity. And uh, I was just like, give me your chemistry. What do you involve? He goes, you know, the only thing that I really do, there's a fertilizer that we use and I don't use gloves. I just dive in out of the bucket. And how often are you doing this? And he's like, ah, it's pretty much every day. I'm like, okay, so can we get some gloves and protect ourselves from that? Okay. And then, Maybe if it's got some dust particles, probably want to wear a mask while we're doing that. All right. It's the only time you should really wear a mask, not for viruses, but for chemistry. That's where they were designed. So we go down that path. So then we're, we're creating an environment of less toxicity. If we account for what we're drinking, we account for what we're eating, we account for what we put on our bodies, we account for what we clean in our environment and the toxicity or lack thereof naturally, the body will be in a better state. Now, on top of that, we run into some challenges, okay, that if we've been doing this for decades, then we got to detoxify. And soon, we're going to have a membership program. I'm excited. I'm building the rest of it out, and we should be able to launch um, soon. But you'll be able to take one of my modules on detoxification. I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. The body naturally should be detoxing on a daily basis, but if you become so toxic, the body literally lacks that ability. When you need it most, the body lacks that ability to detoxify itself. Okay, and we do a live blood analysis here at um, our clinic, which is looking at the blood, and I can tell people right away. I go, you're not detoxifying. How do you know? Well, look at, I can see in your blood, you're toxic, and then I can see your red blood cells are not doing the job because those aren't healthy as we run down this pathway, and this is what we do to get out of it. We're going to show you a way. Okay, and the last component of this, some toxicity, unfortunately, we have to talk about your people that you surround yourself with. Because it, it, it used to be ethereal to talk about our mindsets and how that is, but if we have toxic relationships, the body takes that stress on just like chemistry in your food, chemistry in your environment, and it has the same impact on cellular function. Those cells work off of frequencies. And so in these frequencies, if these frequencies are not good, we're constantly in challenge, we're constantly threatened, we're constantly in this strife and, and all these types of things are constantly negative, constantly dealing with issues and bullshit and all this type of stuff that is in your world, your body's going to become toxic as well. So we have all these different ways that the body can become very, very, very toxic. 
And when that body is overflowing with this toxicity, again, sickness and disease state starts to settle in. I'll give you an example real quick, and then we're going to go through Russell Blaylock stuff. But the example specifically is somebody that comes in and is like, Doc, I used to be able to lose weight, and now I, I don't know what's going on with my body. I'm like, you're cellular toxic. They just kind of like, what? I, I don't do that. I'm like, ah, we got ways. And we have to have this entry point of like, okay, so your goal is to lose weight. Yes. Okay. Behind the scenes in my brain, I'm like, my goal is to help your cells get healthier so that you can detox and actually fix some deep-rooted metabolic issues. And we can do that. And we utilize things to stabilize blood sugar, to get the fat cell um, uh, leaner, if you will. And when we make these metabolic shifts, the body is able to detoxify a little bit better. And then our mindset, we're standing on a scale. We look better. We feel better. We're lighter. And we want to do more. And then we move more. And the more we move, we realize that our muscle helps pump some blood around. And we get the detoxification process starting. And I'm constantly in conversations about this. Doc, I don't feel well on this. It's got to be. Okay, we start on a peptide. We start on some greens. We start on some lifestyle changes. And they're like, I don't feel good. I'm like, you're detoxifying. It's okay. You haven't done this in a while. We're bringing some of that chemistry out of the, the fat cell into the bloodstream. And we just give your body some grace. So we got to talk about these things and navigate through it. Okay, so uh, I, again, environment, relationships, and chemistry, what you clean with, what you do laundry with, what you put in your body, food and water, and what you put on your body. Okay? And as always, you guys are more than welcome to message me with any questions. I highly, 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 highly suggest it. Um, you, got, uh, you got some questions. Hey, Doc, what about this? How do I learn more about this? And until I launch this program, which I will have this in detail, um, we got to help you do some of your, your own research, right? that makes some sense. But the question is, are you understanding this? And, and then obviously the action that goes with it. What are you going to do? What changes? What changes do you need to make? I'm looking back at my emails and I love this. I mean, I've been in conversations since uh, 2009 from everything from vaccines, flu vaccines, um, uh, subscribing to the Bla Blaylock Wellness Center. Um, look it up if you want. Truth Behind Vaccines, Nuclear Sunrise. All right, and I, um, I'm diving in here. And if I can't get it to pull back up, that is what it is. So here's, here's a couple things that I, I, I was just, it was, it was on my radar, but not on my radar, okay? The other chemistry in our environment is when you look up, there are things flying overhead that can cause all sorts of issues, okay? So some of you that are conspiracists and are looking on this, you're like, chemtrails, yes, I know what he's talking about, yeah. Well, anyways, so I, I, I put all these questions out, um, and Dr. Blaylock gave me just beautiful answers, and then not only in his style did he give me beautiful answers, he gave me all the literature to support it. So references to all this type of stuff, everything like that. All right, number, question number eight. What specific environmental factors, factors have you observed that contribute to excitotoxicity 
So cellular toxicity, excitotoxicity, the excitement of the cell, excitement of the nerve cell, and subsequent neurodegeneration. How can individuals minimize their exposure to these factors? Great question, right? So I'm talking about this, this neurosurgeon that's an expert in toxicity and neurotoxicity. Tell recently the diet was the major contributor. This is his answer. Now it is geoengineering in which the government is spraying the atmosphere with nano-aluminum chemtrails that is easily and rapidly absorbed by the olfactory nerve, which is your nerve, your nose nerve, okay? That's how you smell. Um, so olfactory nerve in the nose and enters the brain unobstructed. This can lead to Alzheimer's, dementia, ALS, Parkinson's. Spraying of the air allows the nano-aluminum to remain suspended in the air we breathe for many days, and the nanoparticles are much more reactive. So here we are, even like the guy that started on, on nutrition or lack thereof and the chemistry that exists with excitotoxins in our environment is now talking about these nanoparticles, aluminum nanoparticles, okay? I know it gets a little crazy. I told you, we're going to go dive into conspiracies. Why not? So solutions to this, of course, is this. And I want you to understand this. If you're a toxic across the board, filled up with toxicity, then we got to worry about everything, okay? We got to worry about everything. So, but if we're detoxing, eating well, eating clean, all these other components are in our environment that we're controlling and we're really doing a guy, I, do I worry about the nanoparticles? No, okay? But do I have to worry about these nanoparticles and chemtrails that are being sprayed? If I'm very toxic, yes. Do I have to worry about them in general? Probably. Okay, this is the, the benefits of moving out away from cities and where that exposure is even more, okay? So, of course, my question on that is, if I can, if I can ask him anything, I said, what are your top five recommended treatments in a clinical application for a doctor focused on integrative approaches like natural and medicinal that could be implemented immediately, such as IV vitamin therapies, major autohumotherapy, IV glutathione, chelations, which is a way we get rid of heavy metals, and or others. Like, just what's in your brain? All right? And here's his, his, uh, his top eight. This is, he just gave me an answer of that. Daily NAC that's easily, easily absorbed orally. NAC in acetylcysteine. Okay, beautiful. Uh, Lutolin. Lutolin. I had 100 milligrams three times a day with meals. Apigenin, 100 milligrams three times a day. B-complex vitamin enhanced with riboflavin 5PO4, thymine and paradoxal 5PO4, vitamin C buffered with hesperidin. Cool. Hesperidin and rutin help deliver vitamin C. Beautiful. Five, possibly methylene blue once a week orally with water. Ha, working on methylene blue. I put methylene blue on my skin on a daily basis. Okay, am I taking it orally? I've gone through bouts of that. Makes your, your, your um, mouth blue. Just ordered some methylene blue eye drops for my wife with EDTA, which helps chelate some of the heavy metals out of that nervous system. She's got some eye stuff. All right, this is beautiful. Magnesium citrate is number six, magnesium citrate or magnesium malate daily. Number seven, avoid excess glutamate in your diet and vo avoid excess glutamine, which is converted to glutamate in the body. And number eight, exercise daily. Beautiful. That was the, the last question. So I have uh, um, pages and pages and pages, okay? When we talk about peripheral neuropathy, the glutamate receptors can be activated by immunotoxicity and stimulate inflammation. 
as well. And peripheral neuropathy, which is the outside nerves, getting neuropathy, the pathology in the nerve where people lose their feelings and they lose function, later seem to be at play, but mostly involve immunoexcitotoxicity. So I'm going to leave it there. I mean, we can dive into this more and more and more, but I wanted to expose you to, you know, um, how this chemistry is everywhere. And if we're not controlling that chemistry, our cells become toxic, and those cells becoming toxic is the root cause of majority of sickness and disease, if not all. So what do we do? Well, we come back and control what we can control. Can you control what you put in your mouth? Check. Will you? Okay, that's a mindset thing. Can you control the water? Yeah, you can. Check. Again, a mindset thing. Can you control what you put on your body? Yeah, absolutely. You may have to make some shifts, get different uh, chemistry going on, natural stuff, natural lotions and makeups and shampoos and things like that. Okay. Can we control our relationships and the toxicity that we surround ourselves with? Yes, check. Okay. Can we control the chemtrails? Not at this point. Can you control your environment where you live, where there's less of the chemtrails? Yes. So we start to move in the elements that we can. And then at the end, we need some help with this. That's where we play. Maybe it'll play around and help you detoxify your body. I'll show you how to shift that. We lose some fat. We pump up the muscle. Just to provide good nutrients. And the body can naturally start to detox itself as well. Gets bad enough, we can help you detox. We can use things like chelations and programs and protocols to help the body detox. But if cellular toxicity is the root and becoming the root of all sickness and the disease, then we got to get to the root of where it's coming from and start to change those factors because we can play at the end product, which is trying to treat the symptoms of the sickness and disease or we can come back to the root of where it's all coming from and stop. You dam up the river, okay? Dam up the river upstream and then start picking up the rocks. As always, that's all I got for you today. I love it. This is literally a brilliant and fun topic that I love to talk about. This is what goes on behind the scenes in my head. <laughs> the conversations what I'm having. Love Russell Blaylock. Give him a shout out. Okay, I give him a shout out. Look him up, Russell Blaylock. He's got a wellness center. Subscribe, and I'll spend the 30 bucks and get his newsletter. It's brilliant. Give him a shout out. And as always, that's all I got. I'm leaving you with love and light, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>